0: Hello everybody, we are here for uh, Tuesday Talks and today I have an amazing person called Nicholas uh, Withering. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correct. If not, apologies, let me know how do you say it. Uh, Nicholas currently is working with individuals in uh, or outside of leadership to create sound decisions making processes, raise and maintain a supportive leadership, um, you know, In order to maintain long-term morale productivity of the team workforce or peer group so let's get uh nicholas on here and hear all his journey to see what got him to uh, start this and why is he still doing it let's get nicholas on hey nicholas hi how how are you you doing are you all right I am good. Thank you very much uh, for joining. And I've done a short introduction for you already, Nicholas. Uh, Thank you. um, I'm not not sure if you got to hear or not. I wanted to know how to say your last name. Was it Widrick? Correct. Yay, I've got it correct. I'm very bad with names. So I keep, this is our practice, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've done a short introduction for you already. But, you know, uh, you're the best person to elaborate and expand on to that uh, and let us know. So I'll hand the mic to you. Uh, So let us know who you are, what you do. And the biggest question that will kick off this conversation would be, you know, um, why do you do it? Uh, uh, Let me tell you, I've been on a journey through life.
1: I am currently uh, 46 years old and I've had career change after career change Uh, and this is This is my latest and I think most fulfilling. You know, I came out of um, A-levels and I joined the church and studied to be a minister. And then I left that and I became a teacher of philosophy and ethics and lectured at university. And then I left that and joined the great institution of the National Trust in England and Wales. And then I left that and joined the Victoria and Albert Museum in London as estate, uh, estate manager. And when the pandemic hit, uh, I, I left the v after nearly nine years. And what it showed to me, what, what, what those 20 months showed was that I, I fell in love with the only product that counts, and that was People. I could not sell air to a suffocating man. I can only sell people to people. And I decided that the only way to do that was to become a transformational business coach. And that's what I've done. Uh, And through the network of either church or volunteering or central London museums, you know, since sort of February, I have been flat out, because I think the world has come to the conclusion that humanity matters, people matter, humanity really matters. And that's where I am, you know, after 25 years of, of work, I have found myself here. Wow,
0: that, that's, a, that's an actually an amazing, amazing journey, you know, uh, to to go through all that to find what you're connected with and, and your uh, passion is at the end as well, is people, you know, and, 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 and I, it's, it's a lot of people out there who are still, you know, like thinking of what they want to be, what's their purpose uh, and they're looking for it. Uh, I, from hearing what you just said, it just popped into my mind is allow your surroundings to show it to you, right? Allow it to be shown to you instead of you looking for it because so, sometimes, you know, I don't know if you come across that when you're looking for your car keys or house keys well, before you're in the house, you never see it, right? <laughs> Even though you know it's there, you never see it. You're looking for it, you're looking for it. But then you're just like, okay, I, I can't be, I, I'm not looking for it anymore. And then it just appears out of nowhere, right? <laughs> and the place you've been already. Uh, yeah. So it's a case of allow it to show it to you itself. Uh, and obviously, yeah, I'm not saying not to look for it, but be present. That's all I also heard that you're mentioning there, you know, in your story is you were present to everything that you were going through and you learned everything. And then at the end, you're like, hang on a minute, this is what I've learned. And this is where I find myself at peace and and connecting with everybody. And and best at, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this now. And and obviously as you said, you're now you're flat out, right? So, so it, it picks up from there. So, how is that journey for you now that since you've pivoted what's that journey look like for you now if you want to share a little bit uh, about that
1: so one of the one of the really important things that i found about um i think we were building up for the last several years where people were under so much personal mental Mind or pressure that it was going to explode. It was going to explode. It was unsustainable. And I really believe that this reset button, and listen, I understand, I've experienced it. Those, you know, those 18 months were horrific for a lot of people. But what it did for society and what it did for communities and what it did for families and what it did for individuals was to say, who and what am I? And nobody is an island. And in the, since February when I started Eagle Transformational Coaching, what I found is that people floundered, found themselves during that pandemic and now are frightened to go back to what was before. And I'm really pleased about that because we've heard people so many times and I listen to it every day where people go, you know, I want normality. You know, let's go back to normal. The government tells us, let's go back to normal. There is no normal with humans. There is indigenous intrinsic potential. And that normal is actually reaching in there and going, this is what I can do now. This is who I am. Now, this is where I am now. And that's what I've loved.
0: I, I actually, I love this. I love this. You know that, uh, and you're mentioning that there uh, there is no no normal, or, or as they like to call it, the new normal, right? <laughs> and I, I, I myself thought about, okay, what is the new normal? Uh, maybe that everybody is not going back to the things they were doing, or they've found themselves actually much more educated and opened than uh, than before right hang on a minute look at all this potential that i have within me uh, and i can go out and do these things before you know i mean there's nothing there's nothing wrong with uh, you know with jobs and having a, a day job and all that stuff i i myself have it and I currently work with a a, a corporate industry so there is nothing wrong with it. But the thing is, are you aware of your full potential? Which I am. So I am working on that as well to build it, right? So this is where you are. Okay, you, if you're aware of it, are you able to pursue it and continue with this uh, every time? Uh, look ha- like how this Tuesday Talk's been happening today. It has its issues and everything, but we are here. And I'm also on holiday. So I'm in Spain doing this Tuesday Talk. So I, I'm, I'm that committed, right? So And this is where it depends on what are you willing to do to pursue what's important to you. And now people have actually realized that since the pandemic has happened, because before you were just stuck in that cycle, you know, going to work, coming home, watching Netflix, eating food and all that stuff, you know, relaxing so you refresh for the next day again, doing that every day, living for the weekend, uh, you know, and it's okay for some people, it's all right. That's maybe that's their comfort zone. But for the people who are there, who think that, you know, there's more to life, you know then just being in a routine or just doing what they're doing and this is what uh, i hear from you and that's what you you grasped and you were like okay here we are let me open you up right
1: i i, I think you're absolutely right you're absolutely right uh, uh it is about you know being in being informed by your emotions a lot of people felt a lot of people felt that they were emotional, but they were emotional for external things. They were emotional for not seeing family or not seeing friends or not having that social life. But actually, I think there there is a kickback in that where people start saying, what and who am I emotionally? You know, if I'm not seeing my friends or I'm not seeing my family, where does that leave my emotion? Where does that leave me? And when I come out of this, when I come out of this gray area, you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have started businesses very successfully. But when I come out of this, what is my drive? What is my determination? What is my, you know, what is my limit? And and I really believe, zishan that, that people have restarted that gear, restarted that. Whether it's husband and wife, parent and child, friend and relation, it's a new start for people. And I know that we hear so much negativity, but I I honestly believe in, in the time that I've started business coaching and transformational coaching, I would encourage people to think to look more at wow, what can I do? Look at that re centering, look at that refocus rather than hasn't
0: it been so awful? Yeah, I, I love that. Exactly. So it's finding all the positive in, in the negatives, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, um, I, I was, I was in the, was in the seminar of, uh, earlier and, uh, you know, they, they talked about, you know, so that, you know, it's things that you are trying to do and not everything works out great. You know, sometimes it sucks. You know, you, you try your best and everything it sucks. So it's like, right, that sucked. Now what? Right. So it's, it's a case of right now. What? what what can what can we do to what uh, to see what I what I have learned from this? Right. That, yeah. That that's that. Then that well, well, what is next? What did I learn from it? What can I perfect it? I'm going to use an example of uh, Elon Musk here, you know, who's obviously pioneering all these uh, electric motors and now obviously trying to go to Mars. Uh, he is the only one who is getting the the same rockets come back and land perfectly so that they can be reused to go back up again. You know, we all think about it, NASA thought about it so for so many years, but never took action on it. So he was like, hang on a minute, I'm gonna try to do it. And then obviously from his startup point, so many other companies have got on board to it. You know, like you've got Virgin Galactica, you've got uh, Jeff Bezos uh, company as well, doing something uh, as well similar, but he's already, he's trying to practice and going to it. He had so many failures that when he, they took off and they never landed back properly, they exploded by the by the time they land, landed. But his yes. thing was always like, now what? Okay, we've seen this. What can we learn from this and fix it? And now what? What can we do next one to make it better? And that's the and approach I believe we should have, right? It's the same. It's the same with so many things. Failure
1: is going to come our way. We are going to strive to achieve. And we're not gonna meet the target. We're gonna climb a mountain and we're never gonna meet the summit often. But that doesn't mean that we have reduced our own potential. That does not mean that we then have to take a step back because we're not good enough. What it means is that we have put a tool in our toolbox. We've put a spanner in there, we've put a wrench in there, we've put a pump in there, and we'll know next time which tool to pull out of our toolbox. And, and people like Elon Musk or, you know, Branson or so many of these people, you know, I'll tell you what they are. They're not thermometers. They're thermostats. They go into a situation and they will set the temperature. They won't read the temperature. They won't listen to the negativity, listen to the you can't do or you won't be able to. They will be the thermostat and they will set their temperature and go, this is what we're, this is what we're setting. We are going to set the temperature of this environment and nothing's gonna shake that. And I would encourage everybody, if you feel like everything is overwhelming, be a th- don't be a thermometer, be a thermostat. Set yourself that target, push yourself up one degree. That is it, one degree and set that for the week. I am not going to, or I am going to, for a week, one degree. Because if you hold that thermometer at the bottom, the mercury is going to rise and rise. You're absolutely right, Zitan. This is about how people react to, and how people absorb others'
0: opinion. And exactly. And I. I love this the way you put it on there because I've never heard that one before. You know, being the thermostat instead of a thermometer—that so is, that is, that is amazing. Uh, already a golden nugget to take away from uh, from this episode. If, if it's not that's that's my aha moment here already. I don't know about the other people, but that's amazing. Uh, you know, so it, you want to just take us through the journey of um, you know you you've as you mentioned you've been through so many pivotal moments, obviously you've changed, uh, you've got, I will say, as you, as you use, use the toolbox analogy there, so you've got so many tools that you uh, acquired throughout your journey. Um, which journey can you relate to more in regards to that has now helped you to be where you are now? If there was... Um,
1: yeah, I think I think probably... I'm, I am uh, I belong to, or I'm a descendant of a generation uh, where things were very stable and things were very fixed and life was very planned. Um, you know, my parents now who are 85, you know, my mother was a stay at home mom. My dad yeah, was in the merchant Navy. And you joined something and you invested everything you had in it and you came out the other end. Um, My father retired, luckily, quite young and uh, and, and we, we lived in a very stable, stable environment. And I've watched life and I've changed career and I've seen with my nieces and nephews the revelation that Actually, life is absolutely fluid it is fluid and what makes what made me fluid to be able to change careers to be able to was not only the support of my wife you know I, I i've been married for fifteen years and we have an eight year old daughter uh, and we live in oxfordshire and obviously I have the, that nuclear support but what made What made life exciting was the realization that every day, unless I put my head on the pillow and say, do you know what, I have been fully either me, or I've been fully human, or I have been fully giving, where does my strength come from? Where does my hope come from? Where does my love of life come from? And, you know, those tools that you pull out your toolbox, it, it, it still makes for difficult building sometimes. You've still got to, you know, there are I, there is still some jobs under the bonnet that are struggling to do. But you know what? Yeah. This is not a practice. Life is not a practice. Life is an adventure. And there is this enormous absorption of people that you need security financially, and we do. We need security physically in our homes, and, and we do. But then there's this thing about, I need to be. I need to have. I might need to want. And you know what? I, the more you let go of that, the more freeing life becomes. I've had to pull out, you know, as a teacher, I had to pull out tools out my toolbox with children that really had a tough life, volunteering with people in the National Trust. I had to pull tools out the toolbox where, you know, older people who were not on the rubbish heap, who were not ready to retire, were finding something in life to do do. I had to pull tools up at the v where you saw people who were just absorbed and obsessed with the world of culture and art. And that is life. And, and my message to people is don't put pressure on yourself. Don't, don't, don't wrap yourself. Don't tie yourself up to conformity. Be yourself and the more difficulties and the more joys and the more celebrations and the more adventures, put a tool in your bag. And when you leave the house, you're carrying it on your shoulders. So don't be afraid. That burden that people feel, Zishan, that burden that people feel is often the rucksack of experience, culture, um, education, love, that they're
0: carrying. Mm. Wow, uh, I, I love this. I love this. You know, the the the, the bird the the rucksack they're carrying has all that in there. It's, it's, it's amazing, you know, and and profoundly shared. You know, is is be you. Uh, and, and here's the thing that just popped up in my mind. So a lot of people currently do struggle. And I don't like to use the word struggle a lot because there's never a struggle. It's it's challenges in in life, right? So so a lot of people are challenged uh, quite often to be themselves. It could be idly because they have um, society who have given them perspective of what things should look like or is handed down through as you mentioned you know your, your, your family uh, your upbringing was quite stable and and everything so you might enjoy continuing that right like oh this is this is this is life and this is me um but my question again that you just popped up there and i is that really you or is it a hand me down you in terms of which is which you picked up whilst you were growing up in terms of right, this is what society my peer groups my family talked about and therefore, this is what should be me uh, and the actual you who was when you were young, the actual you who wanted to explore the world, who wanted to be a spaceman. We all know the boys who want to be spacemen or race drivers uh, out there, right? And, and well, uh, everybody, I'm not going to just say boys, any any, and everybody there who, who wants to be that, but kind of faded away and just started doing what normal consist of, right? Whatever that was given to them, right? Hey, this is your options. That's what you need to do. Uh, and, and that's why I hear. So how do they now find out who are they?
1: Yeah. You're absolutely right. And I think this is going to be a huge issue for the, for mm. my daughter's generation. My daughter is eight years old. and I think it's going to be a huge difficulty for them you know if, if if I look to the generation above me, there was employment stability, there was payment stability, there was economic stability, there was educational stability, and to an extent there was social stability outside of things like political riots or, or, or other such likelihoods. what we have mm-hmm. undermined and what we have forgotten to do is allow allow young people to be themselves. And it's a little bit like, um, it's a little bit like sort of years eight and nine at secondary school in the UK. So sort of Mm -hmm. 14, 15, or it's like, uh, you know, being 15, 16, being in a religious family, or it's like having a, a puppy at six or seven months old. Everything will hit this plateau that then becomes very mundane. Year, you join secondary school in the UK; we call it Year Seven, and then you're in that point till till two years later, and it becomes very mundane. You make that huge change from primary to secondary school. You get a puppy; it's amazing until it starts. Uh, relaxing on the carpet and and leaving its little morning parcels of excitement. (laughs) You join a church with your parents and then you discover that there aren't many other young people there. But what happens is that gives you a grounding. It gives you a foundation. You know, when I was teaching, I had three golden rules and I taught in the outskirts of London and in rural Lincolnshire. And I had three golden rules. You don't pick a fight with a child in a canteen. They've got a thousand of their friends around them. Rule number two: If a child was sat in my class with a coat on, then I'm not going to argue about taking it off. Why? Because he's sat here learning. You know, you've got to you've got to let people become individual, and sometimes that takes a long time it doesn't take teens and that your 20s you know i discovered who i was probably not even after marriage but when i became a parent yeah you know, the journey is different but what i will say is that we cannot we cannot isolate people without knowing where they have come from you know and that is cultural spiritual educational, um, diversity in every aspect, that is where people come from. And what limits people is when they feel, I feel an outsider, I feel neglected, I feel unpromoted, I feel unmanaged. You know, and 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 this is going to. I think this is going to become a huge issue. We can see it in politics. In the last two weeks, we've seen it. Do people believe in the democratic system? It's hard to know why, because they don't feel valued.
0: So, mm. I I love that actually. That that's a you know a very very good way that you've put it on there. You know, but and I. Appreciate the fact that you shared that you know they need that grounding, uh, uh, you know that foundation, right? So uh, and that you shared, you know that your 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 is it daughter right? Your daughter's eight. Yes. Yeah. So and 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 it, it is something that I'm also passionate about in terms of getting the the young minds uh, now looked into all of these things, a bit earlier on uh, in their journey. To explore and and be themselves, and this is where you know I have a mission in terms of and a vision to to inspire as many young minds who are out there to celebrate themselves whilst they are growing. So explore the options which are uh, out there, and and parents to allow them and nurture their abilities that they show. Everybody or every child out there shows an ability. Uh, which you can either nurture or shut down. Uh, and no, no fault of each, any parents that they do anything wrong. But what happens is they also fail to recognize, or if they do recognize, they don't know what to do as well sometimes. You know, I'm not saying that every child is an entrepreneur out there, but every child has an ability to create something which can help uh, the world uh, and create do- of something.
1: And do you know what is really important, Zishan, that you said is absolutely right with our children. You know, as parents, you know, we have one child and we muddle our ways through. But do you know what I see through life is that that childhood of exactly what you said about reaching potential, encouraging expectation, nurturing ability, that gap is going from childhood through teenage years, post-university, into young adulthood. And that's what's really going to define society. As children in a loving family, we focus on that. But if you step out and walk down your high street or walk through a city, you know, Oxford, London, Birmingham, Nottingham, you will see that that exact trait is now Expanding to beyond our teenage years, and that's why it's so important that people sit back and go, "Who am I? What am I? What are my aims? What are my obstacles? Sorry, what are my obstacles, and what's going to help me?" And mm. I,
0: I, I and I love this, and I love this that, that you know you've you've actually mentioned that, and and I was able to then also bring up uh, what I envision. Because if you are sitting there now and you're obviously asking those questions, there's nothing stopping us to then also showcase these abilities and questions that we are asking now. But earlier on with our children, allowing them to have those mistakes, have those errors, have those contemplation that we are going through now. By the time that they are at our age, they should by now know already what's what's happening. Right. You know, like because we are going through this and we are asking the question, what am I doing here? They already ask those questions, what am I doing here? But nobody gives them the answer. Right. Nobody gives them the answer. And they continue, continue, continue. And, and then they, oh, OK, this might be the answer. Now, obviously, YouTube and Google helps and TikTok helps these, uh, these uh, young ones. Now they're like, TikTok said this. Right. <laughs> so it's TikTok might tell them what, what you were here for. And then they'll say, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Right. But I, I love the way exactly. that, that you mentioned this. Right but this is something we can already start. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it's a case of just, yeah, the school is great. They need to be there, but the school system is design, was designed for something else when they needed workers to work in the factories to make sure everything was being built and orders were being followed. That's not the case anymore. You know, we, we don't need those things anymore, but the system hasn't changed. You know, the system is still the same. The school system is the only system which has never evolved all it's, since it's been built, right? Everything around you, you know, even your company systems have changed. Your your devices are newer every time, you know. Technology is moving forward. Everything is moving forward, and it has new, new things. But school system is the only system which has stayed the way it is because it was designed to create a field of workers that can just go and follow orders, right? And, and, and you and know what? When yeah. I when
1: I was when I was teaching you know, and I taught for 10 years, I taught religious education and then I lectured philosophy and ethics and I taught a metaethics. Uh, meta-ethics. And you know what became more important to me was not the academic achievement, but was, are, are we creating whole fledglings ready to leave a nest of an institution they've been in? And you're right. There were certain aspects of education that were Dickensian they were dependent but there were aspects that weren't that weren't um latched onto that the community the care of your neighbor the love of uh, you know expression and they weren't there and you're right it hasn't changed and i can't see it changing and do you know what that's really going to impact our next it's going to impact my daughter and her children, because society is becoming so either virtual, it's going to become abstract, it's not going to become tangible. Mm -hmm. And and this is why I urge people, I think, you know, don't be frightened to sit down for 10 minutes in a quiet space and say, what am I? Who am I? Where am I going? You know, because if we don't know that, at our age, as parents, or as as academics, or as nurses, or as doctors, or as you know, marketeers, how how will our people, how will our younger people know this is what society is?
0: Mm. I don't. Know. I I love this. I love this exactly. And and those questions, you know, that definitely need to be need to be asked as often as you can because of um, the more our journey evolves, the more. We 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 learn in terms of who we are, and and obviously it will change uh, the further we go up in 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 our journey, right? So the more often we ask, the better we will get. Um, so the question comes to my mind is, you know, so whilst you were doing, you know, p- pivoting from uh, from your last VNA to to current situation now, uh, becoming uh, the amazing coach. Uh, what was the, I'm sure you came to your ups and downs. When you had your lower moments, um, what was the thing that, what was the drive that kept you going? You know, how did you manage yourself to pick yourself back up and, and move forward again?
1: Uh, it's a really good question. Two things.
0: F- fundamentally,
1: is the belief that. I will not fail. I might make mistakes. I might, be, I might be stupid in some decisions. I might be neglectful of some responsibilities in that season, but I will not give up. Nobody has the right to give up. And, and that sounds really harsh. You know, I I fundamentally believe that nobody has the right to give up because everybody is responsible to something or someone. You're responsible to a teacher, to a parent, to a sibling, to a pet, to a heritage, to a sunny day. You are responsible to something. So never, ever, I've never, ever given up. I won't give up. I've been laid flat out on the lawn and wept, and I've made some really poor decisions. But first and foremost, you do not give up. Secondly, is I've admitted that my limitations are apparent. There are things that I cannot do, you know, when I started Eagle Transformational Coaching, there were simple things that I just could not do without either my wife or the company we retain or IT specialists. There were things that I cannot do. And unless I recognised that little, little, and I say that is a bloke, little vulnerability, <laughs> as a husband and a father bloke, little vulnerability then you're in sticky wicket you're in sticky wicket be a little bit vulnerable never ever give up Uh, uh, my mantra is don't give up in the face of adversity what's the worst that something can be done to me don't give up Mm. don't give
0: up I, i i love that i love that so you know don't give up and be vulnerable to your vulnerable vulnerabilities. Uh, and, and and I love this in, in, because a lot of time we, we hide our vulnerabilities because we are uh, afraid of, or we'll say maybe the fear of uh, rejection, failure, yes. uh, what, you know, uh, looking like uh, that we don't know anything uh, in front of the person that you, you want to be, you know, inspiring to you right um and be vulnerable out there and i've, I've noticed this anyway and I, and I just wanted to elaborate because it just popped over in my mind is by sharing your vulnerabilities obviously as you said little vulnerabilities. you don't want to be like writing a whole essay out there uh you know but sharing your vulnerabilities as they come along uh, and putting yourself out there actually gets you the right support and help and gets you out there straight away because there's lots of things I, I, I can put my hands up. I, I don't know as well myself. You know, we, we never know everything anyway. That's how, all I say. I mean, I've I'm yet to meet a person who's perfect and knows everything, uh, you know. So we never know everything. But it's, it's nice to just admit, all right, oh, actually, I don't know this one. So maybe, but I know this. I can guide you with this. Or I don't know this I'll tell one. You what, so do you know anybody who knows this?
1: I'll tell you what vulnerability does in, in the secular world. Vulnerability
0: in the world
1: is viewed as slightly weak. Vulnerability means that there's a chink in the armour. Vulnerability means that the fortress wall might come down. But actually in, in the real world of relationship, of family, of parenting, of being managed, of being a manager, of being in business, what vulnerability does Is show that you are open to help, that you can draw on other people to say, listen, I'm not sure, but I've got a team around me who may well be sure, who can advise, who can help. Vulnerability is not a weakness. In my opinion, Sishan, it's a strength. It shows people in every sphere, you know, whether you're learning to drive, whether you're learning to be a parent, whether you're you've just got a new puppy where you've you know you've just gone abroad for the first time, vulnerability shows I am open to strengthening whatever
0: it is I want to strengthen I love this love this exactly and 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 that's that's and that's what it is uh for everybody to 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 just take away from 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 this you know is is to 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 be vulnerable where where you can. Uh, to, to showcase and and, and it 's amazing by being vulnerable, you are also strengthening yourself as you put it right, so you are yeah. strengthening, strengthening that chink in your armor uh, like, oh I found that now i don 't know how to fix this, but I know somebody who can fix that for me right let let 's go and get it right so that 's how I see it I, I love this and and thank you for for sharing and elaborating on that as well so there's there 's a question that I ask everybody right so now, a lot of, a lot of uh, people uh, who are entrepreneurs, coaches, or doing the thing they love to do themselves, you know, out there, define uh, the odds, uh, like ourselves. Is there a routine, or as some people call rituals, that you follow, you know, is that something that you do on a daily basis, that when you wake up, or when you go to bed, or in the afternoon, uh, that you would like to share?
1: To bring, to bring anything to anybody in coaching, you have to really be centred yourself. If I, I cannot go into a coaching session without that preparation time because it's a waste of their time and I don't feel like I am on point. I have to be present. I've got to be real and I've got to be there. So there are things I do. So in the, I get up this time of year, obviously, it's amazingly beautiful and bright and early. So I'm happy to get up. I get up, uh, so in our house with an eight-year-old and my wife who commutes to London, so we're up fairly early. And I always take the dog for a walk every, every morning. Um, but what I do before any session with any person, whether coaching or in transformational chatting, is I take that half hour before the appointment and I might go out for a bike ride, I might chip golf balls, I might, you know, I need to have that headspace. My advice to people and anybody, and, and anybody, if I said to you Zishan, that there are more coaches in the world than are ever qualified, registered, or being paid for. Your neighbor is a coach, your friend is a coach, your parents are a coach, your spouse is a coach. But if I could, if I could say one thing to people, give your head some space. Just have some space. And I'm not saying, oh, at 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. At some point in the day, when you say, I'm just going to put the kettle on or my husband's just mowing the lawn or my boyfriend's taking the dog out or, you know, the baby's just asleep. If I could encourage every single person who is in earshot of this, give yourself just half an hour of headspace. If it's raining... Go and stand in the garden in the rain. You know, just stand there. Everything's washable. Everything's dryable. You know, if your dog is bleeding, take him just for a run down the road. Give yourself some headspace. And I really fundamentally believe that there are a lot of people who don't do that. They don't do it. They don't say this next half an hour is for me not my child, not my husband, not my dog, not my parents, not my social media, it's for me. And that's all I'd encourage people to do. I
0: I, re- I really love that and and you know to that will also get you grounded into being you uh, uh and you know finding that space. Um I I you know how, what I try to do is I like to work in this time blocks right so every task is has a time block of okay we're going to work in this hour this task has done been uh, done and that task has been done in that hour and in between so I love scheduling because of that so I'll schedule everything even the time that is for me is scheduled we'll just say me time I've got no idea what I'm going to do that time but it's me time right uh, and then in between those tasks as well where you're not when you are feeling like okay now you know, your vision is becoming a tunnel vision and you're not seeing anything else. I always say, you know, just look out the window and look up at the sky. How often do we actually look up at the sky? It's never, almost never, almost never. And if you just do that, you're allowing your brain to expand straight away because it's seeing, it's not seeing any walls. It's not seeing any restrictions. It's just seeing the vastness of blueness and clouds and formations and everything. So you're allowing I, it to expand, and I would urge people, Zishan, urge people, because me time, me time is a very,
1: is a very um, centric, egocentric thing, and I think that's really important. Me time is important, and I would challenge people to say, I need my me time. Have your me time, but create, create some point in your day an elephant time. Elephants never forget. Me time is where I want to do. That might be a hot bath. That might be hot chocolate. That might be a walk with the dog. Elephant, create elephant time. An elephant never forgets. And an elephant time is something that is going to take you through. You're not gonna forget it today. You're not gonna forget it tonight. Create some elephant time. And that may well be staring at the stars. It may well be walking through a field of corn. Create elephant time and me time. You're absolutely right. Me time is so important. An elephant never forgets. Create things in your day that you think I'm going to do this now that I'm not going to forget today. I'm not going to forget when I'm lying in bed. I'm not going to forget when it's Monday morning tomorrow. (laughs) Create it. Uh, that's that's actually
0: amazing. I mean, elephant time. That's going to actually stick with me as well. So uh, I love that. Thank you. So here's here's a question, right? Because I mentioned that I love I love scheduling, right? So what's your go-to thing? Do you love scheduling or you're a list person? Which one do you prefer?
1: I I have a very simple principle. I live with my wife and daughter. So I, my principle is busy morning, gentle afternoon. Get up get on achieve between whether it's 6 or 7 and midday afternoon reward yourself relax enjoy absorb the environment in which you're in that is my schedule busy busy morning mow lawns Hoover do the laundry change the beds make the phone calls you know deal with the deal with the mail when midday comes then you can say it's the afternoon, let's start to create an atmosphere of calm in my soul, in my spirit, in my mind, in my family, in our house.
0: That's actually amazing and, uh, uh, to, to hear that, that you've got this. So that, is, that, is that like a routine that you have a list of things that you like things to do? So you're following, following that list, but it's most likely a routine now that you don't even need a list, right? <laughs> Absolutely, it's a routine, busy morning, gentle afternoon. Busy morning, gentle afternoon. <laughs> I love this. All right, I'd like to say thank you very much, uh, Nicholas, for, for coming on to this Tuesday Talks and spending some time. I know we had some tech glitches, but we finally managed to 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 come through it. So that's the per- perseverance that we, we had uh, for this. Uh, and anybody else who's been listening through this uh, episode live and been with us all through Uh, Thank you very much. And if you had any, uh, you know, uh, a light bulb moment or a spark in your mind, uh, it's your duty now to share this episode with whoever or whomever it is, um, because we shouldn't keep that spark and inspiration within us. Uh, We should just share it out there because we don't know um, who's just woken up or going to bed thinking of a better day uh, today or tomorrow. So if it's created a spark in you, it might just create a spark in them and all we need is a spark to light the engine up and that's all it is right so that's what we need to do create that spark uh, everybody else thank you very much uh, nicholas we should be wrapping this up what would you like to say to uh close this uh today i'd like first of all zishan i'd like to thank you for
1: inviting me on and um i'm really sorry to everybody because of the technical difficulties we had but thank you for being with us You're an amazing chap. You are clearly punching through the norm of people's mentality. And keep going, keep going. You know, thank you very much, Dishan, it's incredible. And to everybody, relax, this is life, and love yourself, and know that you have potential beyond what you currently believe.
0: Amazing. And thank you very much, uh, Nicholas, for those kind words as well. Um, how, how can people reach out to you if they need to connect with you or have you got anything coming up for them?
1: Um,
0: I, I have got a podcast that's going on in the next couple of days, but this,
1: can you put my personal email up if people want to get, up, get in contact with me and my mobile? Absolutely no problem at all. I have to say to everybody, I've had my um, social media sweet compromise but i has got my personal email and my number
0: and I'm happy for anybody of
1: course anybody to contact me if they want to or need to uh
0: but you're you're an amazing person that what we've just talked about and I think you're you're you know you're I believe that you are able to help a million people out there uh you, you were certainly able to bring lots of lots of uh moments in in me So thank you very much, everybody. And thank you very much, uh, Nicholas, as well. And everybody else, we will see you next Tuesday as well uh, with another uh, inspirational person. Thank you, Nicholas.
1: Thank you. Goodbye. Thank
0: you.